0: Welcome to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman, and I'm your host. For today's episode, my guest is Parul Banka. She's a storytelling coach, and she's on a mission to help fellow coaches sparkle through their personal stories. She shares how going through cancer herself has helped her create the life that really lights her up. Enjoy. Hello, Parul Banka. I did ask you how to pronounce it and (laughs) I hope I got it right. Welcome to the Passion Business Podcast and I'm very excited to have you here.
1: Thank you, Anka. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Now, Parul, share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from originally, where you live now and what's your business? What do you do now?
1: So my name is Parul Bunker, as you have already shared with the listeners. I am originally from India and I live in the beautiful, the gorgeous London in the UK. What do I do? I am a storyteller and I am a storyteller on a mission. My mission is to help fellow coaches sparkle through their personal stories. That's how I see it. I want to help my fellow coaches sparkle through their personal stories. Why do I do that? Because I believe that our stories are unique message when we share it, when we share our unique message in the form of our personal story, we connect with our audience. We build trust and credibility in a world full of coaches. So essentially through a personal story, we stand out from the crowd because you and I know that uh, when we don't share our story, what happens? We become the crowd. And that's something that none of us wants to do as uh, an entrepreneur or as a coach. So, so yeah, that's it. Um, When we become the crowd, uh, it shows up in our business in all kinds of ways, fewer clients and definitely not the freedom to work with the kind of clients that we want to work with. Loss of freedom because we are overworked, we are time poor, we are stressed, and there is less joy in what we do. We end up working to the edge of our sanity. So there is loss of freedom, there is loss of confidence, there is loss of financial gain. And uh, as a result of all of this, because uh, we are not sharing our story, we are not able to build the business that we want in the process, and as a consequence of this, we stop seeing and hearing ourselves. Because how can we expect someone else to see and hear us when we do not see and hear us? And as I said, that has uh, an implication on the motivation, confidence, and the willpower to show up consistently to build the business that we desire to build.
0: Yeah, that, that's so there's so much powerful stuff in there. Just just from from you know from the beginning. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> there was the thing that really stood out for me right just then was how can we expect somebody else to hear us? when we can't hear us or when we don't that's so true isn't it yeah and the implications yeah. it has
1: yeah yeah lots of entrepreneurs lots of coaches tend to think that uh, they are just not uh, doing a video or they are not just uh, putting their message out in the form of posts but actually that's a very small part of it there's a huge repercussion because uh, If you don't put your message out, hey, nobody gets to know about you. If nobody gets to know about you, nobody sees and hears you. If nobody sees and hears you, you don't get those clients. So you lose out on serving people, making that difference that you set out to make. And the In terms of your monetary gains. Yeah, yeah, in terms of monetary gains and people who really need your help, they miss out because they don't get the help they need. So not putting our message out there is a lose-lose situation. We do a disservice not just to ourselves when we don't share our story. We also do a disservice to our clients who could benefit from our services. That's how I see it. Especially in such a
0: personal profession like for coaches where it really is, it isn't just, you know, you're not selling just some shoes that everybody else sells. No. No, like there's so much of, of, ourselves as, as a person that comes in there or that, that is the main reason somebody hires you or doesn't hire you. If they connect with you as a person and if they connect with your story, I think that's how, like, that's how somebody chooses a coach. I don't think I've ever asked anybody for, you know, like where did you do your coach training? No, it was like, no, I really like you, you know, and I, I feel you get me. And that's why I want to work with you. That's why I think this absolutely. is this work yeah, is so absolutely. powerful because there are so many people who have that fear of, of getting their story out there. But I think it starts even earlier when there's that, oh, I don't, my life isn't interesting. Like I don't have a story.
1: Yeah, have. yeah 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 all the time all the time and uh, if there is somebody who's listening to this podcast and thinking yeah good for you but i have a boring story or i have a normal life i do not have an extraordinary life then i want you to know that every story is important every story is inspirational to somebody in this world
0: yeah so true
1: now I imagine when
0: you went to school, you didn't go to school and say, okay, when I finish school, like when I grow up, I want to be a storytelling coach. Yeah.
1: Now tell us. I didn't even know what what a coach was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now tell us, how did you get to where you are now?
1: Okay, so what's my story? Exactly. I had a very typical upbringing, which was... Do the school, go to college, go to uni, study well, work hard, get a good job, work well in the corporate world, get good ratings, get good bonuses, promotions. And that's the life I lived. And it was a beautiful life. I'm very grateful for that life. I enjoyed it. But uh, with the benefit of hindsight, I can also see that it was almost an autopilot that I was running on. Tuck, 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 tuck until in the week of my 34th birthday i was diagnosed with the most aggressive kind of breast cancer and that's when my life changed so i did what i had to do to get through cancer the whole drill of the treatment and uh, the therapies uh, all of it but honestly in that long journey in in the first 6 months anka i didn't really know if i would make it if i if I would really survive this ordeal. And so what really kept me going amidst that uncertainty and uh, fear Mm. was a promise that I made to myself every day that if I make it to the other side, I would do everything in my power to live the rest of my life as joyfully and meaningfully as possible. Mm. So finding joy and meaning That was the hope. That was the aspiration that I kept living for. And I did make it to the other side.
0: And I'm so glad you did.
1: Thank you. And I'm very, very grateful for that uh, second opportunity that I got at life. Because I know that not everyone is that fortunate. So when I did survive cancer, it was time for me to keep the promise that I had made to myself. And as part of that promise to find more joy and meaning in the rest of my life, no matter how long or short it would be, I wanted to make some conscious decisions. So I decided that I would stop living in that autopilot mode and I would start living more consciously. And so change in work was a part of that decision. It was a consequence of that decision. And I said that I've really enjoyed working in the various talent management and HR and learning and development roles in the corporate world. And uh, I used to do a bit of coaching there, mm. but it was more of uh, career coaching, trying to retain and grow talent in the organization. And from there I said that, no, I, I really want to do proper, proper coaching, the personal transformation coaching. And uh, I'd always been very, very passionate about uh, sharing our personal stories because uh, I grew up in an extremely patriarchal society yeah. and even if uh, all my basic needs were met and beyond, I had a great life, I understood that even if all our needs are met, if we are not seen and heard and validated as people, it keeps us small, it, it robs us of our sparkle, it robs us of our shine. And so when I decided to, to change my life after cancer, I said, I'm going to stop working for the corporate world as an employee, and I'm going to focus on something that uh, brings me joy completely, which is coaching and sharing a personal story. And uh, that's how I became a storytelling coach. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that had a bit of a coughing fit here.
0: Yeah, it's incredible how such a health scare really puts things into perspective. And I think when we're on autopilot, we don't really notice it. I think you don't even know it until you hit some sort of wall.
1: That is true. That is true. Because you're part of the story. That's something you live every day. So that's normal for you. Yeah, and I
0: don't think we sort of, we brought up to even question that. Yeah. No, That what, what really stood out was when you said, I, you wanted to live your life consciously and consciously choose how you want to spend your time and what you want to do. Yeah. And, and that, unfortunately we, I I don't think we ever, well, no, no, Perhaps nobody ever, but I think most people don't start asking themselves what they really want in life until something happens that shakes up, you know, that sort of default future.
1: That is true, Anka. I completely agree with that because uh, I was that person who just didn't pause and stop to listen to what I really wanted. And um, I just kind of uh, did what looked normal to me. And that normal was what I had learned through my social and cultural conditioning. Yeah. Through the authority figures in my life. So that was normal for me. And I was living that life. But uh, but actually, as a human being, as a person, I wanted something more, something different. And... Uh, I decided that uh, that's exactly what I would pursue in my post-cancer life. Yeah. And how did
0: you get, okay, you were already doing some coaching in in your corporate job. Yeah. how, How did you discover that storytelling and public speaking, that that's your thing? Because that's another thing where I think a lot of even new coaches, you know, go around a few loops before you sort of find your thing, even within yeah. the coaching
1: world? So I w- I would say that uh, there are two parts to this question. One is uh, the whole, how did I start connecting with public speaking? Mm. How did I understand storytelling was my thing? And uh, the second part is how long or... How long did I take to actually arrive at this? So public speaking is something that i had been doing for a very long time as part of my corporate roles. I had always been in roles where I had to do a lot of speaking, speaking to live audiences, to smaller groups, even to larger audiences of up to 2000 people. I have been a very active Toastmaster and uh, i've completed the entire program i'm a distinguished toastmaster so i know i always knew that public speaking is something that makes me come alive in front of troops and
0: uh, and you're very good at it
1: (laughs) yeah thank you (laughs) so yeah i always knew it was my thing but from a business perspective if uh, if we go back to the concept of niche In business, I would say I took a while to get there because when I started, uh, when I decided that I would work as a coach, I said, oh, I'm going to do what I'm good at. So it's going to be public speaking. But uh, I'd also trained and qualified as a proper coach. Mm. And then I thought, oh, this is me thinking in my head. Oh, if I get into public speaking, does it mean that I become a trainer? Because what I really want to do is do more of coaching Mm. and not just do training. So I spent some time understanding that and uh, looking at the options of, oh, what is it exactly that I want to do? Am I going to become just another public speaking trainer who teaches people body language and voice modulation and uh, how to write best book speeches for your audience? Or is there more to it? Is there more to it in terms of coaching and what is getting in your way? What is the inner story that's that's kicking in, and from there it uh, it brought me to the point wherein I said, "No, actually, public speaking is is a tool, but what I really want to do is help people see, be seen, and heard. I want to help people share their story, share their message, because what we do, what we have to say, is bigger than what we do." Most of the people here are are on a mission and I want to facilitate that mission that they are on. That's my mission. And and so through a lot of work that I did on myself and uh, with the help of my coaches, I decided that uh, I would eventually focus on storytelling coaching because it brought in the two things that I was really passionate about, the speaking as well as, personal transformation so the inner story that's the actual coaching work and the outer story that's the storytelling and, and oh, public speaking that's
0: brilliant I never I've, I've never looked at it like that before yeah that makes so much sense
1: yeah. it, it, it has to make sense uh, the the whole inner story concept has to go hand in hand with the outer story, because when most people say that uh, they are not sharing their story with the world, or uh, in a simpler language, when people say we are scared of public speaking, Mm. but actually what they're really scared of is being judged by the people who will listen to them. Mm. What they're really worried of is, uh, am I going to make a fool of myself? Am I going to come across as silly? Are people going to think I'm not good enough? Will they start loving me less? Will I have less authority if it's a team or an office or a corporate setting they're talking about? And it is actually that inner story. So it is that inner story that talks them out of sharing their outer story. So first we always have to go within. Once we sort out our inner stories, that's when we can go out and share our story. That's so true and it it equally applies
0: to all sorts of other things people might want to do. Because when, when you mentioned the things that hold people back from or, or cause the troubles for public speaking, it's like, oh, yeah, that's exactly the same thing that, yeah. that um, hold people back from, you know, from growing their business or, or from moving to a different country if that's what they want to do. Yeah. There was, it always comes back to the same thing. And no matter what you want to do, until you realize, until you recognize the story for a story, for what it is, it'll get in the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's always some kind of fear that's going to prevent people from moving ahead. Yeah, And I think that's where my own cancer experience was really powerful in helping me move forward. I'm not saying it was easy and I'm not saying that I was immediately able to move forward. No, I wasn't able to immediately get on and move on with my life. I took a lot of time and I, I did struggle. But when I went through cancer, the definition of fear and courage and loss that completely changed for me mm-hmm. instead of worrying about what will people say what if i fail mm. you know that whole aspect of uh, yeah. what's the worst that can happen exactly
0: it puts it all in perspective doesn't it
1: it what's puts everything in it? perspective yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: you know when you compare you know, when you compare the question of, well, am I gonna be around six months from now? Yeah. You know, like that, all of a sudden if you if you put next to that, it's like, oh, somebody will think I'm stupid. Well <laughs> you know, like you you know, it's like that's your problem. And yeah, it reminded me of of um the courage thing. it's like how how seeing things from a different perspective because so many times when there's this, when, you know, I don't know, I've spoken at a conference, for example, right. And the whole thing was about the journey of starting a business and this and that. And, and the one thing people would come back to afterwards, like, hang on a second. What? You just quit your job and you moved to a different country and started, you know, your, your business there. you know, just to make it a little yeah. bit more interesting. And, and it was that, and then the, the, there was this pause, and then it was like, oh, I'd love to do that. And then all the buts, right? You yeah. have time, I have this, I have that, whatever. But there was that sense of, I wouldn't have the courage to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: And it got me like, I don't know. I, I, I just, that that was supposed to be a courageous thing never occurred to me. Because in yeah. my mind, I compared it to getting out of East Germany back in the yeah. you know where it yeah. was like okay getting out of there knowing that if and when you never know you'll be let out you get you actually get to the other side you know this is a one way ticket like anybody yeah. you leave behind you won't ever see again. Yeah you no know? I'm thinking well yeah that was kind of there was more at stake. Moving yeah. to Spain to just yeah. follow some inspiration and see what happens like that didn't feel like it required courage at all because from my from my perspective there was just nothing at stake There was really like well if it doesn't work out so what you know just go somewhere else
1: but then it also meant that there was no plan b you had to make it work
0: yeah but i also well there's still time to think of plan b if it doesn't work out well you know then i i don't have to you know like the border didn't close behind me you know, if I end yeah. up not liking it in Spain, well, I grab my bag and go somewhere else, or go back, or, or you know. So there was really that sense of this. It's just an experiment, and there's nothing at stake. And that different perspective mm. is yeah. amplified if, if your, if your life's on the line, you know. Yeah. So there's this like after that, you'll be the most courageous person on earth because like anything, is kind of like. Yes, or what compared to that?
1: Yeah, yeah. That reminds me actually, eight and a half years ago, my husband Abhishek and I had done exactly that. We left our plush jobs mm. and packed our bags and moved to the UK because we wanted to experience a different life. We just left our jobs and we were doing really well in our careers, we were well settled. And uh, we were in jobs that people would consider very successful, but uh, what we said, we would just do it. And uh, there were people who thought we were crazy. There were people who thought, uh, oh my God, what's wrong with these people? All kinds of speculation and judgment and fear. But we we took the leap because often that's the only way to find out whether something is going to work or not.
0: That's so true. I I love that. What was the trigger for it?
1: Oh, (laughs) the trigger was Abhishek wanted to do a degree from an international university. So we had both done MBAs, but we had done an MBA from India. Mm. And so in order to because he wanted to study from an international university, he applied at the University of Cambridge and got selected. Okay. And as I like to say, he got selected. So he was joining the UNIV as a student and I just tagged along. Oh, and and so, yeah, so we just wanted to experience a different life.
0: But that's so, the, it shows how you didn't, well, you, you know, they were like, oh, what if, whatever. probably you would have had like, nervous moments but the focus was on what else is there or what what can be gained or how how can we explore possibilities rather than hanging you know for dear life hanging on to what we've already got and that expansive mindset is what
1: makes things Yeah. yeah in order to move forward we have to be excited about the future we have to be we have to be excited about what is going to come and uh, there comes a point where we have to let go of the familiar because if we keep holding on to what uh, yeah. we know, we would just not uh, move forward because, because we would still be holding on to what we are familiar with. So, so yeah, we, we did get to a point wherein we said uh, we would let go of the world that we know and we would take the plunge and uh, see how it works out that's amazing i didn't I didn't know that part
0: <laughs> i didn't know that part oh, that's so true and the thing is also if if you have the sense of you know I want to make the most of this, you know that's when I think find the courage to do it because yeah. if I think for example, of my mom, she likes to know what next and you know and she you know they travel a lot but that my parents travel a lot but it's more like um they go on holidays but then you know come back to their to their base and don't really throw themselves into the unknown yeah not, the thing is they're not unhappy with it like yeah. they've chosen it they've designed their lives like that and so i would never try and convince them to do crazy crazy things you know i'm just thinking it if you've got the crazy idea in your mind already and you can you'd love to, you know, then that way of looking at it to see what you can gain and how you can grow and how you can expand your world is the way, the way to look at it rather than focusing all the things that, you know, that might, that might go wrong. But talking about excited about the future, what yes. you
1: where are you oh heading? that's where am I heading? I have actually redefined how i'm going to serve the people i'm here to serve and uh, and that means that I've repackaged my services in in a different way, so what i've been offering until now was uh, at at the lower end. It was the online courses and at the higher end, I had a high ticket program, which I used to offer one-on-one. And so there was a very clear gap in the in terms of uh, what if you still want to work with me, but uh, are not ready for that uh, high ticket one-on-one investment. So I'm now actually launching my group coaching program wherein I'm going to help people with stories because what I recognize is there are so many people who need to actually step out and start sharing their stories. And they need help in, they need some hand-holding in doing it as they start sharing their stories. So I'm going to launch, or rather I'm launching a crop coaching program wherein, I want to help as many people as possible, as many coaches and entrepreneurs as possible in sharing their story. And I'm going to price this program less than 100 pounds so that so everybody no
0: anybody who can want
1: to. anybody who wants to do it can actually jump on and do it with me and i'm going to give people a template a structure that works no matter what they do and what their life experiences have been and uh, that is also going to be a great tool for them to evaluate if uh, writing a story is something that they want to invest in if that's the path they want to take and then they can always come back and we can work on a deeper and a more intense journey so I'm really really excited about my group coaching program and I'm going to start offering my online courses again so I hadn't been offering them for a while now took a break because of how I was restructuring everything but now there's going to be a group coaching program and online courses again and obviously the 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 one-on-one program remains. So I'm very, very excited about all of these things.
0: That sounds fabulous. So where can people go to find your offerings, to get in touch with you, to find
1: out more about you? People can find me through my website, which is www.caramelcoaching.com. As you can probably tell, I'm a foodie. <laughs> so that's why the name is Caramel Coaching and I love sweet. So... That's one place people can find me on social media. I'm very active on Facebook and LinkedIn. So that's another way to get in touch. And the final way to get in touch with me is uh, through email. My email is parulbanka at caramelcoaching.com. So that's another way. Wonderful. And I've
0: put all the links in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. People to find you. Well, that was fabulous. Fantastic. I didn't know which word to pick, but they both fit. It was lovely to have you. Thanks so much
1: for sharing your incredible story. And I hope to talk to you soon again. Thank you so much for having me, Anka. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Passion Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss the next one.